After I recorded today's intro, the news broke that Daphne Unger had passed away. I couldn't leave the episode the way it was without addressing her passing. My thoughts are with her family and close friends during this absolutely difficult time. Uh, Mental health is both an extremely important subject and a very complicated one. I've been with my own struggles and know that it's not always the easiest subject matter to navigate. I hope that in the near future we can make significant progress in how we as a society address mental health. Uh, While we move forward from this tragedy, I ask that everyone please take care of your own mental health and never be afraid to reach out for help. Just know that you are not alone, and if you are in distress, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is open 24-7. It's free and confidential and an absolutely great resource to use. Uh, Their number is 1-800-273-8255. And if you ever need to reach out to me or anyone else, do so. You're not you're not a burden. Welcome back to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up podcast network this is episode 14 and if you're wondering why i list the episode uh numbers in the intro every week it's simply so i don't forget because i'm dan soden i'm the host of this podcast and i'm a very forgetful individual uh also i'm always here to give you the breakdown of the week in pro wrestling so let's do that but before we get into the shows themselves let's take a look at what happened outside the ring and now if you've been listening to this for some time you know this portion of the show is where I like to give the kind folks at the Daily Smart their flowers. Whether it's their website or their app, it's my go-to. They provide a single location uh, for you to look and see what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, from news highlights to curating your own podcast feed. I know I say this a lot, but it really is my one-stop shop for wrestling. So make sure to go download the app and follow them on Twitter, at the Daily Smart. Now, speaking of Twitter, why not go ahead and follow the podcast at 3Sectan, myself at Daniel Soden, and the podcast network at Fired Up Podcast, if you haven't done so already, because by now I'm sure you're sick of me saying that. So the first, uh, the first wave of the NXT rebrand has hit us. Uh, they got a new logo that actually has some vibrant colors in it, not just black and yellow. Um, it has a lot of vibrant colors in it. It looks like, uh, someone splashed some paint. I love it personally. They also went ahead and licensed Wale's new song down South for the commercial and the release of the logo right now. There's no word on if it'll be the new theme for NXT, but I'm excited if it is speaking of NXT WWE has announced six new recruits are heading to the performance center. Um, Joseph Fatu, the son of Rikishi and brother of some uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champs, the Usos, was signed. Joshua Dawkins, son of NBA legend Daryl Dawkins and trainee of Devon, was signed. Jessica Wanilko, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name. As we know, I am terrible with that. She's a 21-year-old gymnast, bodybuilder, and CrossFit athlete. A CrossFit athlete. Uh, she competed on the 2016 national team. Uh, Brady Booker. Played middle linebacker at the University of South Dakota. Ben Buchanan 
He's a former Alabama State High School Wrestling Champion and son of former WWE Superstar Bull Buchanan, or as some know him, B2. Uh, Bobby Stevenson, the brother of 2020 Olympic gold medalist Gabe, Gable Stevenson. Uh, he also wrestled at the University of Minnesota, just like Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin. While we're on the subject of WWE, the WWE Japanese uh, Japan, I should say, division uh, reportedly dissolved. Uh, reports came out early Thursday morning that WWE was moving on from their Japanese division. Uh, at one point, there was talk, uh, major talk, I should say, of WWE expanding in Japan as recent as 2020, with WWE NXT J- Japan uh, being the rumored brand. Uh, it remains to be seen if that expansion has been nixed altogether or if they're continuing with it under the WWE International Division uh, that was revamped earlier this year. Uh, all of the social media for WWE Japan is still around, but many people just speculate that's to continue pushing the WWE brand in select markets. Uh, John Cena was initially booked to be on the Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin, The Night of Extreme Rules. Uh, He was canceled. Instead, now the episode will feature Seth Rollins. Uh, Damian Priest, in a recent interview, said he believes that Bad Bunny will return to the ring when the timing is right, and he believes, of course, it will be in WWE. Uh, Second-generation wrestler Carl uh, Cal Bloom, I should say, got a name change this past weekend. His new in-ring name will now be Von Wagner. Not sure what the gimmick will be, but I assume it'll be someone from Europe. Uh, AC Romero uh, has reportedly requested his release from Impact Wrestling. And to round out the week of news, uh, NWA had a Empower pay-per-view over the weekend where Awesome Kong announced her retirement. The next night, they had another pay-per-view where Trevor Murdoch had finally defeated Nick Aldis to end his, like, thousand-day streak as uh, NWA World Champion. Uh, When we return, we'll be talking about Rampage and Dynamite. Okay, and we kick things off uh, with Rampage on Friday night. Uh, We start things off here with Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, The Young Bucks pull up to watch. We got Giannis in the crowd. Things are hot. The Lucha Brothers uh, pick up the win. This was a pretty exciting opener. Uh, Definitely the best match on Rampage. Uh, The Bucks attack the Lucha Bros after the match. Of course, Jurassic Express being the white meat baby faces that they are, they make the save. And things are all good. This leads us to a CM Punk versus Darby Allen video package where we kind of get a little sit down um, interview with CM Punk about the match coming up at All Out. Uh, this is followed with Miro. He comes out with the dead body of Fuego del Sol. He rips off the mask, follows that up with a thrust kick, and then eventually Eddie Kingston comes out and we get ourselves a good old fashioned pull apart brawl. Uh, we have Bunny versus Tay Conti. Um, during the match, Penelope Ford comes out to cause the distraction for Tay Conti. Uh, Bunny eventually nails Conti with the brass knuckle gimmick and picks up the win. The heel team celebrates the victory. Um, Kenny and Cutler and Kaz and Christian get that Mark Henry interview uh, package, uh, followed by their actual match. It was a solid overall tag team match. It's it told the story that it needed to tell. Not much to it. Kenny won't let Cutler tag him in when Christian's in. Eventually, Kenny leaves Cutler 
to fend for himself, and Kazarian and Cage pick up the win. Moving on to Dynamite, uh, things start off with Proud and Powerful versus FTR. This was a great opening match. Uh, the right team won. We saw um, Proud and Powerful pick up the win here, um, setting up for the rubber match. If that does happen, a lot of speculation right now on the future of FTR, if they will or won't stay with the company, or some people are even saying retirement might be a possibility. Uh, we get a CM Punk promo. Uh, eventually, uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia run out and attack Punk. Um, Sting and Darby make the save for Punk. And then uh, once the heels are out of the ring, we see Punk and Darby sort of face off before Sting hops on the mic and starts talking about how he can't believe that he's in the ring with CM Punk and that at ringside, uh, that on Sunday he will not be at ringside. Uh, we get uh, Tony um, Schiavone sit down with MJF. A solid promo from MJF here, selling the match with Jericho at All Out. Um, I mean, it's just a classic MJF promo. Does everything he can to get as much heat as humanly possible. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Matt Hardy jumps Orange Cassidy pre-match and gets thrown from ringside. Orange Cassidy gets the win during picture-in-picture. They finally did it. They finally had someone uh, win during Pitcher and Pitcher. Uh, it's kind of funny that it was Orange Cassidy to me. Uh, Matt Hardy comes out to attack Orange Cassidy again, but the best friends make the save. Uh, then the rest of the Hardy crew come out, and eventually they need Jurassic Express to make the save again because these guys are the only team that can make a save in AEW, it seems. Uh, we get an Eddie Kingston uh, promo about his match with Miro on Sunday. Um, so, no Eddie Kingston promo is bad. Uh, we get a Miro promo about Eddie Kingston, and at this point, no Miro promo is bad. Uh, I can't wait for these two to just beat the shit out of each other on Sunday. Uh, we get a Jim Ross and uh, Chris Jericho in-ring promo. It's fine. It's probably one of Jericho's better promos recently. Uh, JR seems like he's going to cry in um, announcing Jericho to the ring. It was kind of an odd thing, but... Uh, overall, decent promo. We get a Darby Allen video package about the match coming up. Kind of the reverse of what we saw on um, Rampage with CM Punk. Uh, then we get Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Brian Cage sneaks Hobbs on the way to the ring. Uh, oddly enough, does not touch Hook. And there's another instance when Hook is on the outside and Cage again does not touch him. Uh, eventually, Hobbs gets the win with some help from Team Taz. Uh, we get a Malachi Black promo for his match with uh, Lee Johnson on Rampage. Uh, QT Marshall's in the ring with a factory and a couple factory guys we haven't seen before and probably will never see again. He calls out the big show. Uh, show takes on most of the factory, but eventually the gun club comes out to make the save for big show. Uh this is where things get weird. Billy Gunn turns on the big show and wails him in the hip with a chair and then a clean chair shot to the head, uh, essentially turning the gun club heel. Um, I'm not sure why they did this. Uh, they're not really featured on TV often, um, but I guess got to keep things interesting. It seems as though QT had no idea about this, so it's not even like they're running with the factory at this point. Uh, we get a bit uh, Britt Baker 
uh, and crew promo in the back. Uh, we get a pretty solid tease about Adam Cole uh, signing with AEW, but basically it's Britt Baker announcing she has re-signed with the company. I thought that was a nice tease. Uh, we get Penelope Ford with Bunny versus Tay Conti. Uh, Tay picks up the win, um, and then, uh, of course, Bunny and Penelope attack her. Anna Jay returns and runs down to make the save for Bunny. So we do have Anna Jay back. There was no Dark Order on the show otherwise, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Thunder Rosa um, gets beat up in the back by Nyla Rose and Jade Cardell. And then we get the main event, Jurassic Express with the Lucha Bros versus the Elite. Uh, the Elite Tag Team, the Elite Team, I should say, is made up of the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. Uh, the Elite win in a very elite fashion, a lot of tomfoolery. Uh, this is basically just ripping off NWO at this point. Kenny comes out to celebrate with his pals. Um, we get a magic killer through a table for Luchasaurus. Um, Cage comes out to make uh, you know the save somewhat and even up the numbers, but the numbers don't work in his favor. Eventually, we see Brandon Cutler handing out Kendo Six to everyone like their party favors, and Kenny has Don Callis lower the cage, and they absolutely destroy the Lucha Bros, who are now handcuffed to the ring, and Christian Cage, um, as most of the um, mid-card babyfaces try and make the save, uh, and this would this ends the show on a very NWO <laughs> and like attack. It it was. Whatever, it's what we have come to expect from the elite. Um, yeah, overall, uh, it was a fine show. It didn't really sell me too much on the pay-per-view coming up. I really do not care about Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen has me intrigued because we haven't seen Punk wrestle in seven years. Um, Miro and Eddie Kingston I'm sold on. Um, the rest of the show... It is what it is to me. Um, it should be a decent enough show. Um, but yeah, like like I said, this go-home show did not sell me too much on it. Um, anyway, when we return, we'll be discussing uh, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and uh, you know all things WWE. Okay, we're going to start off with NXT. Uh, we saw Mandy Rose and her NXT in-ring debut. Uh, she was accompanied with Gigi and JC. She took on Saray. Uh, Mandy actually handled things uh, for the most of the match. Uh, Saray did pick up uh, you know, a few things here and there. Uh, at the end of the match, though, Saray landed that uh, charging dropkick. And... Uh, Mandy took it like a champ. Uh, Gigi and JC, of course, grab a towel, put it over Mandy's face, and she gets counted out for uh, the win for Saray. Uh, this has a lot of uh, vibes from that Aaliyah nose uh, storyline that they kind of started and stopped a little while back. Um, not sure where they go with uh, this one. Uh, we got a Ciampa promo about Ridge Holland. Uh, he sold the match for later on in the night. We have Duke Hudson versus Kyle O'Reilly. Now, this this was a match that I was uh, low-key looking forward to. Uh, I'm hopping aboard the Duke Hudson uh, bandwagon. Um, I love our young Wade Barrett in the making. Um, this was a good match. Kyle O'Reilly picks up the win at the end. Um, I think the future's pretty bright for Duke Hudson. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, of course, is going to continue on the path that he's been on. Uh, we get a Dragunov promo. Um, this guy is over. 
like Rover with this the CWC crowd. Uh, he's going back to England to defend the title, but he does say the door's open and he will be back in NXT. I look forward to it. I'm actually probably going to even start watching NXT UK because of this guy. Uh, we get a uh, Kylie Ray promo. It was a little sit-down interview. Um, I'm not sure why they keep this man around that does these interviews. Uh, he 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 lacks. Um, not e- not even that he lacks. He feels like a charisma vacuum. Um, they need to. There's plenty of guys out there. Plenty of people out there to hire that can do this job way better than this guy. Um, yeah, uh, we get a Carmelo Hayes promo. Uh, he's interrupted by. Um, Legado del Fantismo. Santos is hitting us with all that we need from him right now. I look forward uh, to this eventual matchup. I look forward to anything that Santos is doing, to be honest, at this point. Uh, We get Imperium versus Drake Maverick and um, Grayson Waller. Uh, Yeah, for a while I thought this was Asher Hall until it clicked that he got released. Um... Yeah, this was an interesting match. Obviously, this is to give Imperium a win. Uh, I'm sure, I guess they're sticking around NXT for a minute. Uh, It's also, we got a whole new spin on the Drake Maverick character. He's now not the bumbling fool, but rather the straight man to the bumbling fool. Um, Waller had a a series of mistakes throughout the match. Um, It's interesting where they're going to take that. Um, It's fine for, like, C-roll storyline stuff that they got uh we get a promo from the lads uh i don't think i enjoy more four more guys in nxt right now than these ones uh great stuff gg and jc uh attack saray in her locker room um beat her down uh i'm guessing the mandy rose saray storyline is going to continue uh we get johnny gargano with index versus la knight Probably the second best match of the night. Uh, Loomis helps Gargano, but also then causes the distraction when he wants a high five from Gargano. And uh, LA Knight picks up the win. I'm assuming that this is leading to Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis in a can they coexist tag team. We shall see. Um, Mei Yang is going to wrestle next week. Uh, It'll be her debut in ring. Um, we get MSK with uh, William Regal segment. Uh, basically, they are ready to put the tag team titles on the line against um, Danny Birch and Oni Larkin. Uh, Jesse Kamei versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I guess we just need to stack uh, and stat pad the Gonzalez win streak. Uh, Frankie and Raquel eventually have the standoff. Um, I am looking forward skeptically looking forward to that match whenever it may take place uh ember moon uh cuts a uh, promo on kaylee ray uh, i guess we're now just feeding ember moon to all the new signees when she is available uh samoa joe has a little sit down interview basically laying out the lay of the land going forward with the nxt title anytime samoa joe talks you listen it was a great promo it's always going to be a great promo. I I am looking forward to seeing what uh, the rebrand of NXT gives us with Samoa Joe as world champion. Uh, Diamond Mine comes out. Uh, Roderick Strong is now joined with the Creed Brothers, who uh, who wrestled uh, 
in Duke. I believe both of them did. Uh, Strong versus Eero is the match, and Strong just dominates, picks up the win. Not much to it. Um, Zoe and Eo versus Kaden and Casey in somewhat of a dueling mic promo. Zoe still awkward, still can't figure out why they're pushing her so much. Uh, Eo with the promo of the year, I don't like you. I don't like you, and I don't like you, but you're my tag team partner, so we'll win. Classic stuff from Eo there. I look forward to her eventually getting the call up. Uh, we get the Cameron Grimes Grizzled Young Vets segment. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do here, if they're going to give Grimes a, a partner or not to go against these guys, but, I mean, Grimes has me sold, so... Uh, and then we get the match of the night, Tomasa Ciampa versus Ridge Holland. Just, just brutal. Um, these guys really just knocking, knocking the shit out of each other. It was good stuff. I look forward, if this is going to be the future of NXT, just more violence, I look forward to it. I really do. Uh, Ciampa gets the win here, and then, uh, of course, all the lads come out and uh, kind of make things uneven, but MSK comes out for the save. Um, yep, I liked it. I liked NXT this week. Uh, it's starting to pick up. Uh, it's starting to kind of come together. Uh, the revamp is on its way. I don't think it's going to be a crazy different product. I think it's just going to be a little different from the uh, PWG-esque promotion that it had uh, been. Uh, and I, I do look forward to it. So we're going to pick things up with Raw now. Uh... Damian Priest opens up Raw, and uh, good for Damian Priest for getting that that vote of confidence here. Uh, but this segment is just clusterfuck city. Uh, U.S. Open challenge is answered by Sheamus, uh, spews some lines, and then Drew McIntyre comes out to challenge. And then Bobby Lashley comes out. Um, the best part of Bobby Lashley and MVP coming out is the Goldberg chants that break out. Because at SummerSlam, boy, they were chanting for that man to kill his son. Now they're chanting for Goldberg. Uh, Lashley with MVP, of course, throws out a challenge for the U.S. title. But this brings out RK Bro, who comes out and eventually challenges MVP and Lashley to a tag match. Uh, yeah. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Sheamus versus Lashley, and now we're into a whole different realm. Uh, Sonya and Adam Pearce come out and make it official. It's going to be a triple threat for the U.S. title. And what's left of the Hurt Business versus RK-Bro for the tag team titles later on. But wait, we're not done. Rhea Ripley then comes out. I didn't know what we're doing here, but I guess Raw wants to have a continual streak going with no real... Um, breaks in the uh, the pacing of it so Rhea Ripley comes out but this is for her match with Shayna Baszler uh, Rhea Ripley asked for Nikki Ash to come out uh, to be with her ringside and Nia Jax of course is with Shayna uh, Rhea Ripley picks up the win but boy it was a good match I'll, I will say that it was a solid match but boy does this start whatever is going on with Nia Jax tonight. Nia Jax just lays out Rhea Ripley um, after the match, and Shayna is just sitting there. You know, they have some issues following the match. Uh, during the match, Nia also laid out Nikki A.S.H. Um, both were, like, Nia Jax has been watching some uh, New Japan tapes, just stiff as shit. 
Uh, we get a Viking Raiders promo. Uh, it's Viking Raiders versus Ginger Mahal and Veer. Uh, an interesting team here uh, with uh, Ginger and Veer teaming up and Shanky being on the outside. Viking Raiders pick up a win in what I like to call a gentleman squash. Uh, this leads into the triple threat U.S. title match. We got Damian Priest, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. Match of the night, guys. Just easy as pie to say. Match of the night. These guys really put on a great show. Uh, Damian Priest picks up the win over Drew McIntyre, which I thought was uh, definitely um, WWE telling us that Damian Priest is that guy now. Um, Especially with the show lacking so much coolness to it. Uh, So it's nice to see Damian Priest out there. Um, getting some time to shine. Uh, we get a Goldberg video promo. Uh, it's kind of a man on the street thing that they got going on. Goldberg says he's coming for Lashley's soul, not the title. Um, I have to take this man serious because of the sunglasses he was wearing. I don't know a man that wouldn't wear those sunglasses when he's plotting ultimate revenge and death. Uh, we get the, uh, the classic 24-7 segment now. Uh, these are kind of starting, to me at least, run out of a little bit of steam. I think it's because they've all been set in the same location week after week for the last month or so. If they switch things up, I'm sold back to Reggie just doing flips everywhere and uh, R-Truth and Tazawa looking like fools. Uh, we get Dewdrop versus Eva Marie or not so much. Um, Dewdrop beats up Eva Marie uh, before the bell rings, and Eva Marie can't compete. Two things here. Uh, Dewdrop hops on the mic afterwards and kind of does that play on Eva Marie's I won thing, saying she lost. And two, Dewdrop's theme is absolutely amazing. Um, probably the best part about her going right now. Um, we get a Charlotte Flair promo on Nia Jax. Just a... a a sign of things to come, folks. Uh, Karrion Cross uh, comes out, still in full gimp gear, versus Humberto Carlillo. Uh, Car- Humberto got more in than Ricochet last week, but once again, this just turns out to be another gentleman squash. Karrion Cross still not getting too much of a reaction. Like, they couldn't pump in that crowd reaction for this man. It's just, it, it makes me feel bad. Uh, we get a Nia Jax promo, uh, and she walks out for her match. In between that, Riddle and Randy uh, about their match coming up. And then we get Nia Jax versus Charlotte. And this was a, uh, a big subject on the internet this week. Uh, Nia Jax and Charlotte just just had some weird moments in this match. I mean, Nia Jax was dropping Charlotte on her head. <sighs> just dropping her on her head constantly in this match. I think it was like three times. And then she gave her the three-piece and a biscuit, and Charlotte was just swaying on her feet like she did not know what was going on. And, I mean, she's like, what, a buck sixty maybe, six foot almost. She's not. She does not have that weight that Nia Jax has. And she was just getting she, – she went, she went for it, and she got it. Um, Nia Jax picks up the win here, and it was just a brutal match. Um I guess this now means Nia Jax is the number one contender, and we're getting yet another one of these matches. Uh, These guys do not have a history of having great chemistry. Um, I'm not sure why they decided uh, to veer off from Alexa Bliss from last week. Um, Hopefully this is just a, uh, you know, 
a way to kill time on TV. Uh, John Morrison is in the back uh, talking to Amos about how he asked for a match against him. Amos says, uh, basically, you're a dummy boy. Uh, Amos just gives Morrison the work. It's, again, another, in my book, gentleman squash. Amos looks strong. Morrison looks like he's about to get shipped off to SmackDown in the draft. Um, Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles. This was a really good TV match. Uh, Xavier Woods, um, last couple months, is putting together a string of really good TV matches. I'm hoping this this gives him some direction towards that King of the Ring that allegedly is happening in October. Um Styles picks up the win here with a calf crusher. We get RK Bro versus Lashley and MVP for the tag team titles. Uh, back to earlier in the night, how things are just seeming to feed into one another. Uh, AJ Styles goes um, from being in uh, Amos's corner versus Morrison to having the match with Xavier Woods to now being on commentary for the tag team match. This was a solid tag team match. Obviously, both parties involved are really good. Um, Almost in styles get involved in the match, but Orton and Riddle make work of them. Uh, Lashley attacks Riddle after the match, and Randy makes the save with an RKO. Uh, Also, RK-Bro won the match. so, this was probably one of the better Raws in quite some time. I wish we saw more of, of actual matches versus, I think we had like three, what I would call gentleman squashes. I wish we saw a little bit more of actual matches there. But hey, I can't complain if Raw is easy to get through. It's it's a great time for me. Now onto the show that it's never a hard time for me to personally get through. SmackDown. Uh, Corey Graves and Kevin Owens are replacing Pat McAfee, who is out with COVID. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, you know not too bad for Pat. Uh, Becky Lynch kicks things off. Uh, she's talking about you know she's she's talking about SummerSlam, of course. She's um, giving little tiny breadcrumbs to the alleged heel turn that will be taking place. Um, Bianca Belair makes her way out. Bianca challenges Becky to a match tonight. Um, Then Zelina Vega comes out to make her claim, followed by Carmelo um, to make her her claim. But then we get Liv Morgan who comes out. And I I have to note that Liv Morgan did come out to a pretty sizable pop for someone that has been so hot and cold as far as booking goes uh and she hasn't been on the show for the for the majority of the build-up to SummerSlam. uh she stakes her claim in uh in getting a a match for the title uh bianca shuts them all down and says it's about her time and becky says no nah, not tonight basically and walks off we then kind of get a brawl with uh all four women and uh, Liv, Liv does come out on top of the brawl. Uh, it is, it's announced when we come back that it's going to be a fatal four-way. Uh, Liv, Bianca, Carmella, and Zelina for the number one contendership of the SmackDown Women's title. Um, it's an elimination match, too. Uh, Bianca is just uh, showing off her strength the majority of the, uh, the match. Bianca hits a KOD on Zelina for the first win. Uh, Liv picks up the second uh, pin on Carmella. Then it's Bianca and Liv. Um, I'm not going to complain about this if they continue onward with Bianca versus Liv in some capacity. Uh, Bianca picks up the win over Liv to be the number one contender for the SmackDown's women title. Uh, Like I said earlier, Liv looked great throughout this. Um, I'm hoping that they finally do give this girl like a fair push and she can actually show off. Um, it seems like all the work she's been putting in with with people like TJ um, Wilson has been really paying off for her. 
uh, we get Paul Heyman and Kayla Braxton um, in the back uh, talking about Brock being back and his stance. Heyman is locked out of the dressing room, uh, cuts to commercial, and then back with Heyman still waiting outside of the locker room. Uh, the Usos come out and say, you know, you know, kind of giving them the uh, what for about Brock returning. Heyman denies any knowledge about Brock returning. Uh, and then they shut the door and don't let Heyman into the locker room, which was a pretty funny segment uh, overall, uh, kind of giving Heyman uh, a taste of his own medicine because both Usos kind of went through it with Heyman during their uh, kind of induction back into the bloodline. Uh, we get Cesaro versus Chad Gable. This was a really solid match until Otis interferes. Um, I would like to see where those two could have gone, um, but it seems like whenever Chad Gable is is losing a match, we see Otis interfere. Uh, the German uh, lariat combo between uh, Gable and Otis is something I really do like. Uh, Otis delivers a second rope splash this week instead of a Vader bomb. Um, I kind of like the Vader bomb a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that was that. Uh, Happy Corbin arrives to the arena. Our boy pulls up in a Bentley. And WWE makes sure that we know it is a Bentley. Uh, so it's the real rags to riches story here. Uh, he makes it out to the ring for a promo se- segment. He says the name Mayor of Jackpot City. And I'm kind of hoping that one sticks. Uh, Corbin calls out Big E. And he offers to buy the Money in the Bank briefcase from him. Uh, he offers 10000 20000 50000 100000 Big E just keeps turning them down, turning them down. And that's uh, basically the end of that segment. Um, we get an Edge promo about moving Arn into the Universal title picture. Uh, this is followed up by Seth Rollins. Also saying uh, he needs to be more like Edge and will be, you know, kind of moving onward. Uh, Roman Reigns shows up to the arena and wondering why Heyman was locked outside. It's kind of funny to me that the door is no longer locked. Uh, we get Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus the Dirty Dogs. Uh, we get a picture-in-picture Apollo Crews promo during this uh, about Nakamura and Boogs. Um, Nakamura's sliding German suplex is something that's done beautifully uh boogs picks up the win with the pump handle slam and i have to say i love that they've made this man's finisher the pump handle slam uh just uh, doesn't get used enough anymore um we see naomi kind of making her smackdown debut now since uh she was moved over to the roster uh not too long ago she's talking with sonya deville about being happy to be on smackdown uh deville has no time for her uh doesn't even know uh why she's here or why why it happened said she makes a comment she doesn't know if she'll measure up we start to get the vibes that naomi is going to have that heel turn that was talked about um maybe even joining up with her uh family in the bloodline who knows uh, we get mysterios um basically ray mysterio is letting dom know i'm cutting the uh cutting the chains buddy uh no buddy murphy and um I'm letting you be on your own. I'm going to watch you do flourish on your own. Uh, he gets uh, Adam Pierce to make a match for Dom. Doesn't know who it is. Uh, it ends up being Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn is just working all the mistakes that Dom makes. Um, eventually, we see Rey Mysterio make his way down to the ring. Um, just kind of trying to coach up Dom more. Um, Sammy eventually does pick up the win, and we get kind of Ray hopping in the ring and being a very overbearing parent, um, trying to console his son when obviously that's not what he wants to hear at this given time. Uh, and finally, we get the Bloodline celebration segment. Um, 
backstage, Heyman is graveling more than normal. Um, and then uh, we uh, have them out there, Heyman doing his unusual hype-up uh, act before uh, he hands over the mic to Roman. Finn Balor's music hits. Finn makes it uh, a point to say that he'll be taking out Cena in due time. I'm thinking maybe we see uh, Finn Balor-John Cena Mania match. Uh, Balor then challenges Roman to a match next week for the title, throws the mic at Roman, and then tacks Bloodline. Uh, they get the upper hand, of course, 3-1, to one, but Street Profits make the save. Roman ducks out. Uh, we get a coup de grace on one of the Usos, and the show ends with Balor and Roman kind of doing a little bit of a stare-off from the ring and the entrance ramp. Overall, of course, solid Solid SmackDown. Uh, looking forward to Finn Balor versus Roman next week if it does happen. Um, so that's the uh, that's the week in wrestling, guys. I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and uh, look forward to to doing this again next week, guys.